Hello, and welcome to No Preparation, an incredibly original sports podcast. I'm your host, Ian, here as always with Carter. Hello, hello. And Emmanuel. Hello, what's going on? Boys, as always, we're going to start it off the same way. How do you feel about your favorite NFL team going into week 13? I mean, it's hard hard to feel bad after that game for the Packers. Um, I didn't expect us to get Aaron Jones back, and I didn't expect us to get Rashawn Gary back before the bye, so that was surprising, and they both uh, put in a good effort to beat the Rams. I would say the only thing that really worried me from that game is we let up like two really big plays, which we've been pretty good at preventing most of the season. I think we're like one of the better teams at not allowing huge plays, and there was two, like OBJ had one, Van Jefferson had really big ones, so hopefully that doesn't continue. But coming out of the bye, hopefully we'll get Zedarius back, Jair back at some point. Um, our defense should only get better, and uh, hopefully it's an easy ride to the NFC Championship. Well, you won't be able to play a subpar quarterback like Matthew Stafford every week, though, so you have to be prepared for that, for the defense. <laughs> Oh, brother. Jumping right into the Matthew Stafford hatred. Here we go, another 30 minutes on Matthew Stafford. Disrespect. This take is going to evolve throughout the rest of the season for me being like, I just don't think he's like incredible to like, he is the worst quarterback of all time. I think he needs to be cut and they need to start the other guy. What's the other guy? The guy that, have, that was like the backup? Uh, Wolford? Yeah, John, yeah, yeah, John Wolford. He I think looks he should, like he's my height. They should start John Wolford. I think he'd be better. I said, uh, I said last week, let the narrative build up. After he he turns the ball over, and then he's just gonna go on a tear. What if he throws a fourth consecutive pick six against the Jaguars? Against the Jaguars, that would be pretty bad. That would be I, really I don't bad. think so. I I think you know it, it's it, lucky for him he has the Ravens defense to really warm up as he goes into the playoffs. So yeah, defense defense uh, looking kind of good now. Looking uh, kind of good. Lucky for him, uh, his name isn't Josh Allen, so the other Josh Allen won't go Superman on him. What if they just had like a second linebacker that was named Matthew Stafford? Jets you know, need to hire a defender with the every starting quarterback's name. Clearly, there's a quarterback named Lamar Jackson, so they could. I mean, they could kind of do it. Yeah, he used to be on the Jets. We cut him. How do you feel about the Jets now that you're three and eight? Emmanuel. Oh boy. Uh, this was one of those games where it's like, hey, yay, we won. But you watch the game and it's kind of frustrating because every every Jets fan knows like you're pretty much tied to at this point the the previous draft class where it's like you took like three or four guys you know pretty high up and, and you're you're the only hope you have going the rest of the season is basically watching the young players. And hoping they improve. So you, you you watch this game and you're like, okay, you know, Zach's back and, and, and let's see what he can do. And, and you're you're holding on to hope. And he just looked bad. Like, we won the game, but he just, he never looked comfortable. Um, he, his footwork was messy, just sloppy. He, he, he looks like he had no confidence throwing the ball most of the game. There was like two drives where he made some really nice throws, which... He does almost every game, apparently. It's just like you, you watch, you're like, oh, whoa, there it is. There, there's the guy we saw in college. Um, but then everything else is just kind of like, 
Zach, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Where, where, where's the, where's the swagger? Where's the confidence? It's just, it, it was very frustrating to watch that. Um, he had a few good throws here and there, but like the accuracy is all over the place, and that comes back to the footwork. Uh, the defense at least like showed up for most of this game, which was nice. But also, we played the Texans, whose offense is so you know it is what it is. Um, and we actually ran the ball decently, but again, we played the Texans, who don't have much of a defense. So it's like bleh, whatever. So yeah. I was almost thinking like that might have been the worst outcome for the Jets possible. Like Zach Wilson didn't look super good and also they won. So they don't like boost their draft stock with that, with that game. Yeah. I've, I've kind of accepted at this point that like, we'll probably end up with two top 10 picks anyway. Uh, maybe at worst, like top 12, depending on what happens with the Seahawks. Um, so I really like at this point, like one spot, like, I, I I don't know if it makes that big a difference. They'll probably end up going very similarly, you know, drafting a lineman or something like that. True. Well, I mean, the Seahawks lost you kind of doesn't matter that you won. You oh, did they the, lose? You still got the, that loss anyway. So, so Ian, how are the, uh, Ravens feeling after this uh, amazing game? <laughs> I mean, they won. It's weird, right? I don't know if I've ever felt this bad about a team that's eight and three and uh, and the one seed in the conference at the moment. Wow, are they? Yeah, they is... they are the one seed over the Patriots and the Titans by a half a game. So, Amazing. I don't know when those teams go on by. I don't. Maybe they're on by. No, because the Patriots were the Bills this week, so I, I don't know. Titans are in by this week, so if they can, Rams can win this week, they'll have that one game lead on everyone other than the Patriots. Um, I I don't know. That was, I said this after the game. I that was the least enjoyable win I think they've ever had. Even more than last week. Well, last week was Huntley was playing, right? That was like, oh, we we won the game with the backup, like whatever. I mean, that game sucked because Andy Dalton makes me want to die, but like. In terms of, like, when the game was over, this was, I, like, didn't, it was, like, less of, like, a feel, it was, like, a feeling of relief. Because that was a game that they should have won. Well, maybe they shouldn't have won because he threw four picks, right? But, like, that's a game that they should have won fairly easily. And they didn't. They won by six. So, I, uh, I mean, the only upside I alluded to earlier is the defense is finally playing well. I mean, it's not like the Browns are like this some sort of juggernaut, but they held Nick Chubb to like, like twenty yards, like thirty yards on the ground. The, run, the running defense does look very good. And then the, the passing, de- like that's all the the passing defense needs to do. I mean, they weren't great, but like all they need to do is not do the thing where there's a receiver running wide open down the field for a fifty yard touchdown. I do wonder like, if Marlon Humphrey's strat of just like manhandling the wide receiver is gonna cost you guys at some point on like a vital pi or something i mean it did literally on sunday they it was a, wasn't vital but it was a third down and they called it yeah uh i don't know because i find it weird i don't think he's because i'm i mean i'm i watch the team every week so i'm a little more down on individual players than i feel like most like national analysts are but I don't understand. I also don't understand why teams keep throwing at him. Like throw at the other guys. Throw yeah. at like like Chris Westry or or uh, 
like literally anyone else on the team. They were targeting like, him a lot, which was surprising. That's that's what the Chargers did, and the Chargers lost that game because of that. Like I don't, I don't know this. This the Steelers week. It's Steelers week. It's in Pittsburgh. It's like it's not a must win, but it's pretty close to a must win, given the fact that the Steelers haven't looked good. Like again, the defense and the offense just refuse to play well at the same time. It's been a thing all season. So it would be nice if they could, you know, play like this on defense again and then um, uh, score points. Not throw four interceptions. Yeah, well, there's part column A and column B there. Yeah, I feel like that was a very fun game to watch if, unless you were a Ravens Yeah, literally now. every Ravens game is. Wow, look at that. <laughs> they're the best. They're like the best. Now the Seahawks are bad. They're the best neutral team. There was in, a point in, in that league. game where, where it was just like, it felt like neither offense wanted the ball. They were just like, all right, here, you take it. You there take it. There were five it. turnovers in the last three minutes and 20 seconds of the, of the first half. Incredible. Amazing. Lamar just threw amazing. three picks in three minutes of game time, and then Baker fumbled and uh, Jarvis Landry fumbled. But at least, like, the Jarvis, when he got hit, the Baker one was just like the, yeah. like like the yeah. Jameis Winston fumble in the playoffs. Yeah. Just like, uh. Baker should have had a couple other picks in that that were dropped. Oh my god, Chuck Chuck Clark makes me want to scream. They need to <laughs> they need such to a, draft such a basic name, Chuck Clark. They need to draft a ball hawking safety in the in the draft this year. No matter where they wind up drafting, like both both their well Deshaun Elliott's out for the season, but Elliott and. Chuck are both box safeties, which is why they're so good against the run. Like Chuck had a couple plays last night where he just like came up and he just destroyed like a run play, like, ruined it. But then like they never pick balls off. They're never in position to intercept it, like on deep balls. And then he just like makes like really bad takes really bad angles sometimes. Like this season is when like the Jonathan Taylor screen touchdown in the Colts game and then there was a couple of other ones the last couple of weeks where he just like, like the D- Darnell Mooney touchdown last week he just like takes a terrible angle and then the guy scores a touchdown because he's the last line of defense so uh you know got to figure that out but they've held I mean they've played the Dolphins the Bears and the Browns but they've you know only given up they've only given up less than 20 offensive points in all three of those games so that's, you know, things are looking up. Patrick Queen looked really good. The the line looked really good without Clayus Campbell. So I'm hoping that the defense can finally figure out what the hell they're doing. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe Greg Roman will uh, retire midseason and they'll be able to have good plays. I don't know. Well, they should have at least one more week to, to figure it out oh, against uh, that Steelers no, offense. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is... Tell me you've never watched these two teams play without telling me you've, you've, you've clearly watched these two teams play. But that anything can happen in that game. They could win that game by thirty. They could lose that game by thirty. They could, like the Steelers could drop. It could be forty-five forty. It could be ten nine. It's probably more likely going to be like ten nine. But until that game is over, I the I don't know. I, I like I love I love for them to come in. And win thirty to ten in Pittsburgh, but I also thought they were going to win thirty to ten this week. 
as much as I was memeing and saying it's going to be 13-12, because, like, that part of me believes that, like, I I also believe that they are going to come in, like, just... Basically, I thought they were going to do, defensively, what they did to the Browns. So that was nice to see that. But the... Oh, my goodness. I Like, I just don't understand. They can't run the ball. They, they like, can't throw the ball consistently well, deep. And then Greg just decides, oh, these, well, these... These like little out out routes are working, but we're gonna stop calling them. Like he'll call he'll call like an eight yard out on a first down. It'll be second and two, and it'll be great. And then we'll, we'll run for the first down, and then he won't call it again. Like yeah, uh, throwing up to Mark. He's somewhere down there. Yeah, just I can't believe that was their one. The reason they won that game was because of uh, just. Just I'm just gonna dodge two of the best pass rushers in the league and then throw the ball from the 35. Don't worry about it. Uh, that's the thing, right? Not not that you were ever gonna bench Lamar to begin with, but like that's what you get. You get that, and you also get mm-hmm. the the first one wasn't his fault. That was you know a tipped ball. It was unlucky that Bateman put his hands up because the ball was going to Mark. The second one was entirely his fault. He just didn't see the safety. The third one was a terrible throw that also may have hit the ground, but whatever, they won the game. And then the fourth one was like a barm punt that could have been called P.I. So I... I mean, it's not very often you have a quarterback throw four interceptions, but there's still like a handful of plays in the game where you're like, this this guy's just unreal. He's just doing un- inhuman things. And that was probably his worst game of the season. That was the worst game of his career. By like by far, he's. I mean, he's. I don't know if he's ever thrown three picks in a game before. He may have, but that it was just. It was terrible, and then they figured it out. And they didn't really figure it out in the second half. They did enough in the second half to win. Whatever. They're in. They're the one seed for the next week. Felt like he missed a week, and he kind of just like for half of that game forgot how to. Okay, where am I supposed to throw the ball? Oh, to my guys. <laughs> they they still haven't figured out the blitz thing. Um, oh yeah, like, the, the blitz is still screwing them. Like the Browns never blitz, which is why that worked a little bit. But they were still blitzing. Like the the Browns were. I think the Brown they're talking about on the broadcast. The Browns blitz maybe less than anyone else in the league, or they're bottom five in blitzing. So you're gonna run into a team that blitzes again, and it, it, like they still haven't solved that problem. So they need to. Well, they're probably going to have to figure it out this week because I imagine without T.J. Watt, the Steelers are going to be blitzing. He's on the COVID list, I think. <sighs> well, we can talk about that game a little bit later. But let's uh, let's review the week. We, I guess we already kind of touched on Ravens-Browns yeah, as much want, as... You want to say anything on the Brown side, anyone? Baker has one arm. Yeah, like, it's the same thing we've been saying. I don't know why they keep playing them. I was trying to figure out why didn't, why didn't they run more. Like, I know the Ravens were, were holding them back, down a little bit, but, like, Baker can barely do anything, and you've got Chubb and, and Hunt was back. Like, it was weird. You know, I'll say this as a huge Nick Chubb fan. He had a couple runs that game where I had no idea what he was doing. Like, there's at least two of them that were designed to do, like, go one way, and it looked like there was space. And he just like took it a completely different way, like right into a defensive lineman for like two yards or a loss, which you don't see him do very much. So I, I don't know what was going on with that, but 
there's also uh, Baker. Baker's good throws were just getting dropped too. So yeah, it's all around uh, really bad from the Browns' offense. It's tough, right? Because the running they weren't running the ball effectively, and every time they would pass, for the most part, they would get decent yardage. They just couldn't put like a complete drive, other than the one questionable Njoku touchdown drive. Um, they really couldn't put a drive together. Where like that first drive of the game, Baker needed to hit. He he overthrew Peoples Jones a little bit, and then he dropped it, and then they missed a field goal. Yeah, and it it just felt like they couldn't com- put a complete drive together. That's probably because they, they couldn't run the ball. They also lost like one of the what top ten right tackles in the league yeah, was, half, halfway through the game. Not even rough. like first quarter. It was, oh, it was the they quarter? literally went like, oh, Calkalin's back, and then a couple plays later, he got hurt. Yeah, he. It was kind of ugly watching the replay too, because he he tried to walk off instead of having someone cart him off, and he just he almost fell over again. Yeah. Like he couldn't, I couldn't believe knee. nobody was it was like yeah. walking with him. Yeah, they should have just carted him off. It was nice to see uh, consistent pressure from the Ravens' defensive line. Oh, yeah, man. My guy Owe was just eating them alive. It's like, oh, well, you're telling me you can survive having a bad pass defense if you can get pressure on the quarterback? And that was with Calais out. Yeah, that's – well, Calais is more of a run stopper. True. But it was just the guys off the – like, Bowser's looked really good. Owe looked really good. Houston, Houston occasionally. Not to talk about the Ravens again, but they've they Winks big thing has always been he blitzes more than anyone else in the league. And that's kind of been why they've been so bad this year, because they can't they were blitzing like they were normally blitzing, and then the the cornerbacks would be dist- would be toasted one on one. And then he had to stop blitzing, and now they just give up chunk yardage because they're not getting pressure. So yeah, I, the, if they can get pressure that'll solve a lot of their issues. I feel like he, he's going through this, like, sort of Rex Ryan. You remember Rex Ryan back on the Jets days where he would just blitz the hell out of the games because he had Revis and Cromartie during their good seasons back there just covering, right? But then he, he, he lost Revis and Cromartie, and he kept blitzing, and teams would just light us up for points. Yeah, like, it's 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 been an issue this season with the – the chunk yardage isn't good, but I'm actually more okay with that than giving up the giant touchdowns. But, you know, wow. You don't like to give up touchdowns? A very, very groundbreaking declaration <laughs> for me. I guess we obviously covered the Browns-Ravens game. We've covered um, Rams-Packers, unless we want to say anything else about either of those teams right now. OBJ looked decent. Just run the locker room. 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, The narrative continues. <laughs> and uh, we talked all, we talked about it for a minute before we were recording, but the Rams are struggling at the moment, and they uh, don't have a lot of good wins under their belt on the season, other than that Bucks game. They've beaten a lot of bad teams, so we'll have to see how this goes moving forward. And then Jets-Texans was uh, Jets-Texans. Zach Wilson threw an interception Zach. off of his teammates' back. He uh, he went out to scramble. He thought Ty was looking at him. Ty was not looking at him. He was like, oh, I'm going to still flick it to Ty. And it hit off Ty's butt, I think. It was, uh, 
That was something. It's also unlucky that I got picked because I mean there was there wasn't anyone that close to him when he threw it, but then the guys yeah, when he came sprinting up and dove and caught it. It bounced really high off of his back, so he was just and also like we were in basically their red zone. What are you doing? Why do you throw that? You're basically in their red zone. Okay, Thanksgiving, 2021. Oh boy, this we had a whole like ten years ago. Array does the whole array. All the, the Ravens game took ten years off my life. We had an array of football games on Thursday that were uh, of very different quality. Uh, the first game of the week: Bears Lions. Game. The poor lions, the poor lions, man. They, we keep we keep picking them. We're we're gonna get it right at some point. I, they they say you know teams like oh they keep making up ways to lose, but the lions are like actually like doing something incredibly new that is stupid every week. It's amazing. So I was pretty sad about this because I wanted the lions to win, so that'd be funny. But then. I realized after everything that happened this week in the NFC, the Bears now have a chance to make the playoffs. The Bears have a chance to make the playoffs now. They're a game out of the playoffs. Matt Nagy, hire him back. And that would be so funny. I mean, it would be a justified hire, uh, justified fire firing, but it'd be so funny to fire a coach that's made the, the playoffs like three times in the last four years or whatever it's been, three in a row. I don't even remember. It would just be very funny. What what do we think the line like? Is there a win on the schedule here? Okay, so I have the schedule up. They play Minnesota. I don't think they win that game, even though that's at home. Uh, Kirk brain fart cousins, but still, I think Minnesota wins that game. They have De- at Denver versus Arizona at Atlanta. At Seattle versus Green Bay. I feel like their only chance, their only chance, is if for some reason Atlanta looks like absolute trash in Atlanta that week and they somehow pull that off. I don't know if they win any of those other games. Seattle. I feel like that that's enough time for Russ's finger to be properly. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Because that's week 17. Maybe Green. Maybe if Green Bay doesn't play their starters, do you think their backups are are bad, Carter? <laughs> Jordan Love's gonna tear it up out there. <laughs> we're not. We're not gonna be in a position to not play our starters. I don't think. Okay. Anymore. Okay. Can you imagine if you were o six o fifteen and one, and then you lost to a team's backups to complete? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Have season? you looked at the Lions roster? It's possible. Yeah, but they. they I mean, the last three weeks. Six lost sixteen fourteen lost thirteen ten and sixteen sixteen tie. Offense is terrible. They pretty much just hand it off to Swift or dump it off to Swift and like here, Mag, do something. I feel so bad for Jamal Williams, man. Get him out of there. Somebody save that man. He doesn't deserve this. I oh. thought they were on their way to a good game when that first drive, um, uh, Goff hit Reynolds with on a bomb touchdown that looked really good. I was like, oh man, they look like how they looked back in L.A. when they were together in L.A. But then after that, they could do nothing. Just a quick reminder that they uh, played Minnesota in Minneapolis earlier this season and they lost on a last-second field goal as time expired. Oh yeah, Greg Joseph's been money this season. So don't count out... Uh... The Vikings, Viking, Viking. Can't wait, can't wait till we talk about the Vikings. Can't wait to talk about the Vikings. 
Yeah, I love the Vikings, the team that fumbled on the goal line against the Bengals and lost. Anyway, um, the Raiders aren't dead, but the I'm Cowboys willing, might be. I'm willing to toss this game out entirely with with the fucking refs, dude. Like, what even was that? Are you kidding me? The end of that game had so many penalties. I was like, can it just end already? Oh, my God. I was eating dinner. I was eating Thanksgiving dinner during the end of this game, so I didn't see the last quarter in overtime. 28 penalties, I think. Something like that. Um, the ending especially was so, was so like, what the hell is going on? Because there were, like, three penalties on the last field goal attempt. Like, can we just get this over with? He's not going to miss that. it. <laughs> just just let him kick it. Moved him back, moved him forward. So, they called the timeout. Like... I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure the first one was on purpose. Like, I think they, they couldn't call a timeout, so they were like, all right, let's try to ice him. By, by going off sides to, to make him, you know, screw with his mind a little bit. But then after that, I don't know what the hell is going on. I think they were just trying to block it. Sorry, I'm yawning. They're just trying to block it. Steelers do that a lot where they get called for offsides because they're trying to block it. Yeah. Uh, that kind of uh, that kind of came him alive in the second half there. He struggled a bit early on, but in the second half, he, he got him rolling a little bit. So this game had some implications that I thought were going to be relevant and then wind up not being relevant with the NFC East. We'll talk about that in a, in a couple of minutes. But the Raiders are just now in that giant pack of like six and five, six and six teams in the AFC that are just all chasing that seven seed right now, which it's kind of insane that there are like like 10 teams, 11 teams over 500 in that conference. I think the Raiders are still dead. They got lucky playing the Cowboys on a week where they didn't have receivers and also the refs just decided to take the game over for themselves. Well, Washington, Kansas City, Cleveland, Denver, Indianapolis and the Chargers are the last six games on the schedule here for the Raiders. They probably need to go four and two to make the playoffs. I would say I think ten wins is probably what's going to be the 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 line for the playoffs in the AFC at the moment. Maybe nine if things get kind of weird. And you went to tiebreakers. Do you think they can go four and two against those six teams? Absolutely not. I I could see them. Let's see. They could do three. I could see three. I could see three. I don't know about four. I could see three. Washington, Cleveland, Denver. Maybe maybe Chargers show up with another bad Chargers week and they get lucky that week. Well, that would be that would most likely be a play-in game for the playoffs, I would assume. Cause that's week. That's the last week of the season, so that almost feels like it's going to be a playoff game between the Raiders and the Chargers. This week will tell us a lot, though. I think Washington's been playing a lot better. I think Washington could definitely beat them. Washington has looked pretty good. Taylor Heineke. Heineke! Heineke! If they lose this week, things start getting a little dicey. Because then you have to play the Chiefs again. That's probably two losses. And then you'll probably beat the Browns. But then the Broncos have... The Broncos looked pretty good this week, so... You know, I don't know. None of those games are gimmies anymore. Even the Browns game isn't a gimme because the Browns defense is good enough to keep you on their level. Exactly. 
And the last game of Thursday night, a game that I barely watched because it was terrible by the time I turned it on, uh, the Bills and the Saints. Anyone have any deep thoughts about whatever the hell happened in New Orleans on Thursday night? I think the most unexpected thing about this game is that it went as expected. That's probably true. Like we were all waiting for the Bills to have another rain fart or something, and somehow the Saints pulled this off. It's like every other week, and now they're gonna have now they're gonna look they're gonna score three points against the Patriots this week or something. Oh God! Like, are the Saints done? They've been done. Like, are they done? Can we pretty much? They can miss the playoffs. Uh, so I saw that apparently, uh, what is his name? Taysom Hill's getting first first team reps this week. Um, I mean, I'm, let's see if his receivers drop passes and the defense doesn't doesn't play well when he's the quarterback. So they they have at least a chance of winning some games. I feel like if they go the same strat they they did last year, where when he played, it was pretty much the sort of like run game uh, style with like what what the Eagles do with Hurts and stuff like that. So and they have a good enough defense to like win win some games, but. I don't know. The dude's like been hurt all season. He's he's barely played. He apparently has plantar fasciitis in his foot. I, I don't I don't know. Real quick, uh, Trevor Simeon or Matthew Stafford, Ian? Oh God. <laughs> well, I mean, one went to a fine educational top ten university, <laughs> and the other went to Georgia. So I mean, I think it has to be Trevor Simeon. <laughs> for 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 the uninformed, uh, Trevor Simeon went to the university. We're not going to talk about how Northwestern played this season. This isn't a college oh, football podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not. So I'm looking at the Saints' schedule with the last six games. Like I, I feel like eight wins is going to be what gets you the seven seed in eight and seven, or sorry, eight and nine is going to be what gets you the seven seed in the NFC. And uh, like I could see it, they could do it if 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 they come out. Panthers, Falcons. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't, know. I don't think it's likely because I think there's going to be so many teams. I don't know what the tiebreakers are going to look like there, but you know, if they can come out this week and God, they're in prime time this week. Oh, I hate the Cowboys. They can come don't out you this love week and watching NFC East teams in prime time. It's so good. Um, if they can come out this week and look competitive. I think uh, I'll give them a shot. Maybe you'll beat the Jets. Maybe you beat the Dolphins. Maybe you beat the Panthers. You know, all of a sudden you're at eight or nine wins, and you might be able to sneak in. I don't think they can do any real damage in the playoffs, but it is what it is. I just uh, this team just doesn't make much sense to me. But they were also five and two, so I don't know. Who can really say? They've won over the Patriots. So. And the Bills, like, I mean, I feel like we'll know where this Bills season is going after next Monday night. Like, if they go in and they, because this game's in Buffalo, too. If they lose in Buffalo to the Patriots, and then they play the Bucks the week after, they're going from, oh, no, we might not win the division, to, oh, no, we might not make the playoffs with how many competitive teams. They already have a tiebreaker loss against the Colts. They have a tiebreaker loss against the Titans. Well, the Titans will probably win that um, that that division. But they do have a tiebreaker win over, well, nobody, actually. I was going to say the Dolphins, but what does that do for you? 
and like the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are going to win that division. The things I mean, they should win th- their three of their last four games, so that's that puts you at ten. Yeah, I would. The only All concern they have to do is win like one of the next one of the Patriots games or the Buccaneers game. Basically, I would be a little concerned with. Um, that Colts loss, though, I think. Because it's, you know, we'll see. If they come out and look good against the Patriots, this won't matter. But, you know, you lose to the Patriots, then you're probably not going to win the division. You lose to the Bucks, and then we're talking about this team going from uh, a competitor to, you know, out of the playoffs. This does, looking at the schedule, though, this is their loss. Because they've gone... Um, They've gone loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. So this wow. this, sh- this should be the loss, but then they'll beat the Bucks, and then it'll be fine. Also, they lost to the Steelers. That probably won't matter. Actually, it can't matter because they can't be tied with the Steelers, but regardless. Moving on. tie again. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has a tie. Moving on. Uh, speaking of the Steelers, moving on to the Sunday, these Sunday games. Was this the death of the Steelers this season? I don't think it is because I'm terrified uh, of them until they're literally in the ground. But it, are they yeah, done? I feel like you can't rule the Steelers out until the Steelers are out. They're gonna win this week. I'm gonna be so angry. If they lose this week, then you can. They have a tough schedule, though. Ravens, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens. That is, that's, that's pretty that's brutal rough. down the stretch. Their defense has also given up 41 points the past two weeks. Yeah, that's been the weirdest part. Not that I think, again, not that I think that's going to matter this week because it's going to be like 9-7. But... 10. But um, the defense has given up 903 yards combined in the last two games. And that was after they were getting just bombed by Justin Fields. Like, again, it's not going to matter this week, but against Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, it's probably going to matter. And against the Chiefs, like, the, the most realistic situation for me here is that the Steelers win this week and ruin my season. And then they lose the next three games, and they're out of the playoffs at six, eight, and one. But they'll have that Ravens win because, of course, they will. I'm just hoping I can get to a situation where, in the last week of the season, that game doesn't matter. Because if that game matters, I'm I'm gonna have to go live in a ro- under a rock until it's over. Bengals are scary. I'm officially scared of the Bengals. Hey. They looked pretty good against the Steelers. That they looked more like what I wanted them to look like against the Raiders, against the Steelers. So, that offense though looks really good. That's what I'm worried about. Because even teams are teams have stopped the random Jamar Chase is open for an 80 yard touchdown play, and they still have been finding ways to score, which is concerning to me. Yeah, they they've realized maybe we want to cover that play. Joe Mixon has been pounding. 28 carries for 165 yards. 28 carries. There's like Like, two drives in that game where they just handed it to him on every play. Yeah, the last two weeks, like, they've they've barely had to have 
Burrow do much. So like, alright, bro, throw it like 20 times. Just hand the ball off to Mixon. But they're, uh, I mean, we'll see. They don't have an easy schedule coming down the stretch here, so it'll be... Yeah, this schedule's kind of tough here at the end. It'll be uh, interesting to see how that goes. The next game... Oh, yeah, well, I think I think they're not, like we said. But we'll see the next couple of games. Um, Buccaneers-Colts. Maybe the best game of the day? Probably, actually. Probably. There was a lot of mid football. The Bucks, I think, are fine. I think the Bucks are the Bucks. They have Tom Brady. They're going to have some sort of double magic once they hit the playoffs. The Colts, um, I think we got both sides of the Colts in this game because the first half they were up 24-14. Carson was winging it around chucking the ball all over the yard and in the second half he fumbled and he threw a pick and they scored seven points in the entire second half so it feels like kind of like the Colts in a nutshell in one game I don't know because what I was expecting was the Buccaneers would be able to kind of stifle the run they'd have to throw and then Carson would just do Carson things and it would not be pretty but the Buccaneers kind of did stop the run, and then Carson just balled out for no reason. Like, uh, Jonathan Taylor didn't even really do all that much until, like, the last drive, which has been really the Colts' identity for the last couple weeks now. Yeah, but then he did Carson things in the second half, and that's why they lost. Right. Yeah, I think all... Three of his touchdowns were in the second quarter. It was weird seeing them have success with Carson Wentz and not Jonathan Taylor, though. What is their schedule going down the stretch here the last six games? It is Texans, Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, Jaguars. Hmm. That's, I mean, those are all winnable games. It certainly feels like... Ten wins? Because they have six wins right now. And it certainly feels like they could win three of those relatively easily. And the other ones are winnable, so I mean, they... Out of a lot of the AFC teams, I feel like so like Texans Jaguars sh- should be wins, but I mean I guess who knows with division games. But and then I feel like they'll beat the Raiders, but I'm lower on the Raiders than most people, so they'll have a shot for sure. Well, another AFC team that may have a shot all of a sudden, the Miami Dolphins. Five and seven, they beat the Cam Cam two point zero quarterback rating, whatever the hell it was, pretty decisively this week, actually in Miami. And now they're five and seven and three and three in Miami. All of a sudden, Dolphins coming. So sad for the Panthers and Cam Newton. Panthers are only at 
half a game out of the seventh seed, but it just feels it just feels like they're done. Like it feels like their season is over, but they're only half a game out. Those are like two of their easiest games remaining, and it, they lost both of them. And Cam playing like he did there it just doesn't leave you with much hope. CMC out for the year. That too. Tua looking good all of a sudden. 27 to 31 for 230 and a touchdown. Yeah, I can't disrespect the Dolphins anymore. I don't know why they played so bad. I mean, I guess it was just the weird quarterback situation and their defenses maybe figured things out a little bit, but Yeah, earlier in the year, their their defense was looking like a disaster. They were one of the worst in the league. Yeah. It may be too little too late here because, again, I think we said that we feel like 10 wins is what you need to make the playoffs in the AFC, which means they would have to go 5-1 and one in their final six games, which would be quite the feat. But, you know, it's just interesting to see that they're now a somewhat competitive team. Instead of the team that looked like it was going to go two and fifteen, schedule isn't exactly like super tough, but it ain't easy either. Like the next two weeks, they get easy games. They could the definitely win the next three games. And then who knows what the Saints look like? But then they finish against the Titans and the Patriots. Dolphins are surprisingly good against the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, if they win the next four, all of a sudden. You know, they could steal one of the you're, – you're on like a seven-game winning streak. You could steal one of those too. They have to They have to beat the New York teams first for anything else. Boy, let me, let me tell you, they have a good shot at doing that. Well, the other team in that division that is uh, looking pretty good is the Patriots. My God, why? Taking it to the, the Tennessee Titans this weekend. Pretty much asserting their dominance as probably the best team in the conference right now. Asserting your dominance. I would certainly say, like, power rankings would have, I would have them and KC at the top. Kansas City plays one good game and everyone's like, oh my god. They're good again. I've been waiting for it this whole time. They still haven't played, they still haven't played like, full Kansas City, but I just know that like the potential is there. Yeah, minus the minus the Raiders game, it's like you keep waiting, but a combination of like, oh, it's Kansas City, we expect them to do it, and then they dominate the Raiders and it's like, okay, you know, maybe maybe it's the Ra- yeah. Well, the Chiefs had the secret the secret strat that the Ravens are currently employing, which is uh play terribly, but you still win the game. I will so say, that's why they're, they're, I mean, I guess this is a different game. I don't want to jump right to it, but they're favored by 10 points against the Broncos, which feels like a lot. That feels like too much to me, actually. If we want to jump to that Broncos-Chargers game and skip it, we'll come back to these other games real in a second. But Broncos look pretty good. Is that game? That game's in Kansas City, I'm assuming. Yes. But still, the Broncos, I mean, I don't think the Broncos are, like, incredible, but they've proved me wrong at this point. They're 6-5. and five. They've played pretty well on the road. They, you know, stifled the Chargers and then had a pick six to make this game a little bit more lopsided than it actually was. 
I mean, uh, we'll see. Uh, it's a good test for the Chiefs, actually. If the Chiefs can come out and look like the Chiefs, then I think they're back. But I feel like the Broncos been pretty pretty competitive, all things considered. I just think they play like, really well when they're out. Sort of, when they get a lead, they play really well because they just run the ball and play every defense. Yeah. The Chargers gonna make the playoffs? I honestly don't know. I don't know what. It felt like a lock two weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, they had that close loss to to the Patriots, and then they, you know, had that incredibly stupid game against the Steelers, but they won, and then they walked into Denver and got hit in the mouth. Scored 13 points. I mean, I could see them winning every other game. So three at least for the rest of the season. That might not get you in, though. That might be 9-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. AFC is too hard, man. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's going to be a hell of a finish. Even the Browns, the Browns fans are trying to light the team on fire in their 6-6 six and six and have a bye. So they, you, can't, you can't go down. So anybody's really in it. But to hop back to the games we just skipped, um, the Giants are now in playoff contention. They're a game out of the wild card, and the Eagles are only a half game out of the wild card. But, how? man, how did they lose this game? It's rough, dude. It's rough. Um, I don't even know... Granted, Hurts didn't play great, right? He was, this was probably, you know, passing. This was probably his worst game of the season. But he had so many drops, man. Like, Jalen Rager, what are you doing out there, man? It is the Eagles the one, wide receiver's destiny. <laughs> the one on, like, the like the route on the sideline was pretty a pretty tough catch. I mean, you hope he makes it, but it's a pretty tough catch. The one that they lost on was bad. He went right through his hands. Oh, my God. Right through. It felt like he still had the other one on his mind. So he was like, oh, I got to get my hands out in front of this one and catch it. And then he, he forgot to close his hands. Just give the just... ball to Miles Sanders, bro. I don't understand. Ugh. And Jalen had 77 rushing yards on eight attempts. They just really – I mean, they would have won the game probably if he didn't throw that – horrible horrible pick at the end of the first half that was pretty much the game changer right there because then it's 3-3 at half and then worst case it's 10-13 they kick a field goal go to overtime versus the whatever that happened to Jalen Rager there but the Giants are now one game out of the playoffs Two weeks after I said I thought they could make the playoffs, and a week after I said they weren't going to make the playoffs because they were terrible. I guess they uh, listened to the show. They're right there. You know who else is right there? And is currently tied in a three-way tie for the seven seed. The Atlanta Falcons. How? Could be a playoff team. Five and six, tied for, with Washington and Minnesota for the seven seed at the moment. Played a 
unremarkable game against the Jaguars and won. It was the Cordero Patterson show. I got, he came back and he just scored. I got one thing right, I guess. So shout out to me. <laughs> we've, we've talked about Trevor a couple times. I don't want to belabor the point, but I'm really starting to get concerned. I know the team is bad. I know the line is bad. I know the coaching is bad, but he just never makes highlight plays. Got a couple solid throws in this game. The one catch to uh, who was it, Jones? Yeah, but that was an incredible catch. Uh, it was a decent throw. Um, and then he threw was a touchdown to. Dude, I don't even remember who this. Who was the receiver? I don't know, dude. There's a bunch of Dan guys Arnold. No, <laughs> hands hurt. Unfortunately, uh, Dan he, Arnold. Dan heard my uh, Dan Arnold take from two weeks ago, and he decided to uh, one not get any targets that week, and then this week get hurt. So. Well, maybe you were right all along. You know, I, I got to get something right at some point. But the Falcons, what is their – they're 4-2 on the road. That's so weird. What does their schedule look like here down the stretch? Because, I mean, they probably – if they win three games, they'll probably make the playoffs. Bucks, Panthers, 49ers, Lions, Bills, Saints. That's 3-3. Three and three. Even more okay. potentially. If they and that game against the Niners is going to be big because if they can beat the Niners, bring the Niners back down to the the scrum, then all of a sudden there's a second playoff spot that's available there for everybody. And if the Rams keep losing, all of a sudden there's going to be three playoff spots open. So the NFC is going to be the NFC is going to be just as interesting to watch down the stretch as the AFC. I think just in a little bit of a different way. Is uh. Is Urban going back to college, or he's going to go coach uh, Notre Dame? <laughs> I think they asked him this after this game, and he was like, "No, I have no interest." Bring him back to Ohio State so they can beat Michigan again. I hate to see it. Our last Sunday game, we kind of talked about both of these teams a second ago, but the Vikings and the Forty ers Giving the 49ers a leg up in the wild card race and a tiebreaker while the Vikings uh, did exactly like I said they were going to and come off a big win against the Packers by losing. Yeah, I've been a little too disrespectful to the 49ers, I guess. Debo Samuel is just the best player in the whole league. So, and Mitchell had 133 yards on 27 carries as well. It's it's the uh, Eagles game plan where you just limit the throws and have everyone run the ball except Jimmy. Jimmy's obviously not going to run like Jalen Hurts, never but throw. yeah, just don't have Jimmy throw the ball much. And it, it works when you have good running backs and an amazing offensive line, which Trent Williams is amazing. Helps when the opposing quarterbacks lining up under guard too. Oh God, that was. <laughs> Okay, I'll cut him some slack because he was kind of, like, rearranging things. He was, like, rushing. He was like, oh, man, we got to get this playoff. He was getting receivers lined up. But then he must have miscounted. He must have miscounted, and he went and lined up under the guard. And the running back has to come up to him like, no, no, Kirk. (laughs) And the guard turns around and is like, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm sure it's happened before. I've never seen it, but I'm sure it's happened before. There were 32 points scored in the third quarter of this game and zero points scored in the fourth quarter of this game. Amazing. 
Just a very weird game. Also, uh, just a feel bad shout out to Justin Jefferson, who like progressively through this game, it just looked like he was he was just mad at Kirk. He was like, "Come on, man, what are you doing?" I'd be mad at Kirk too. Free Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he looks good in purple. There you All go. I'm saying. All I'm saying. Our last game last night. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of this game. I'm kind of sad that I missed the ending of it because it sounded like it was ridiculous. It was. Washington, Seattle. Uh. <laughs> That's probably a good. good <laughs> it was a game. I'll tell you that much. Football was played on that night. Football was played. Hey, Taylor Heineke looked good. He's uh, he's a guy. He looked, I wonder what the plan good, is for him going forward. If they're going to keep, you know, bringing bringing in other people and letting him play backup, or if they're going to give him a shot, or depends uh, on if they make the playoffs. I think. I think if you make the playoffs this year, you just kind of roll with him for another. Because there's not too many like big quarterback recruits coming out, particularly not any that you're going to be able to get like in a playoff draft spot. So I think that might have to, like how they play down the stretch here might be uh, the decision maker, and they're the seventh seed right now. If the, if the playoffs started today, Washington would be in, and they'd be playing, I believe, the Green Bay Packers in the first round. Pog. What they should do is, uh, assuming their pick doesn't end up too low, is I'd I'd still take a shot. Like if if one of the QB prospects, because not everyone's like in love with these prospects this year on the quarterback class. It's not like last year's where everyone's like, oh my God, gotta have them, top 10, all of them. Um, if, if if a couple of them fall back towards like the latter half of the first round, I'd take a shot and just have them compete with Heineke. Like Heineke would probably, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he starts still going forward. Russ also still doesn't look like Russ. Just... I need, he needed to not come back. They he said came like back way too early. he came back way he came back too early. He looks he looked other than that last drive, he looked awful. Like actually terrible. Mm-hmm. Just overthrowing guys, missing guys. The only reason they were even in this game was because of a blocked extra point that they ran back for two points. Which was very cool, by the way. That was the most exciting thing that probably happened until the very end. It's, it, was, it was just massive impact as well because the kicker got hurt on that trying to chase yeah. the guy down, and mm-hmm. that forced Washington to have to go for it on fourth down like all the time. Yeah, it should have been tw- it should have been twenty to seven, twenty to twenty one. Sorry, twenty one to seven at that point yeah. or twenty. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It, it, they was, should, the game should have been over. They basically should have been up two scores because at that point, when you're that close, you just kick the three points. Yeah, yeah. they wouldn't have shot it. Man. Um, one of the great healers of our time, uh, I'm going to say this every week until he looks like himself again, should have uh, taken the last three weeks off. That's all I'm saying. Geno Smith robbed. Geno robbed of his next contract. And the most... <laughs> yeah. We haven't even talked about the most bizarre part of the game, which was the... Uh, the onside kick? The onside kick that didn't count because there is a like gunner inside the hashes with the kicker which apparently is illegal never knew about until now 
yeah, that apparently he has to be outside of the hashes. It's apparently a safety rule that was implemented a few years back because they every year it seems like they add rules to the kickoff because statistics show like collisions in the kickoff stuff is like one of the big like injury things. Because yeah, well, Darnell Savage. Oh jeez, that... they, they don't want that to happen again. Yeah, get that guy out of here, man. That shit made me so angry. Even though we won the game, I was so mad. Dude, he just unloaded on the guy. He just took him out. But, uh, yeah, they went from, like, missing the two-point conversion and, like, game is over to all of a sudden getting the onside kick not far from field goal range. Like, instead of tying the game, they might just win the game with the onside kick to onside kick didn't count and they're losing the game again <laughs> and they almost got the second one too the same dude who the first one he kind of just let the ball roll by he did the same thing again i'm guessing like on the hands team he's meant to be the blocker but my guy the ball is rolling right by you twice it's right there and he did the same thing again and they almost recovered it that first onside first... kick was super good to be yeah, fair it took a bad bounce but the second one, I don't know. Okay, well, I do not have internet access still at the moment, so someone else is going to have to lead us through the picks here because I don't actually know okay. what the games are this week. Well, starting on Thursday night, we have the Dallas Cowboys at the New Orleans Saints. Oh, boy. Oh, man. For a wonderful NFC East uh, primetime game, welcome, welcome Saints! You're you're invited. I, oh my God, I have no idea. Like the the, the sorry, the Cowboys have looked pretty bad, but the Saints have also looked pretty bad. Are we getting wide receivers back? Because I I think the Cowboys should should win this game pretty easily. Um, they get their wide receivers back, and they don't have whoever was refing that game, refing this game, and they play actual football instead of flag ball. They should beat Trevor Simeon. As of today, I think today, yeah, both CD and Zeke practiced, um, so they're assuming both will play, but. The, the thing that came out yesterday was that Zeke has a, a knee injury that's not going to heal anytime soon. What about Amari? Uh, Amari, that's Because that was COVID, right? He, so he apparently, he didn't, I believe he was limited at practice because apparently he still has a cough that's kind of bad. I'm guessing he had symptoms. He was, you know, it wasn't asymptomatic. So um, that's a, I don't know if he'll play. Because Tony Pollard is a beast. Uh, no disrespect to Zeke, but I feel like having CD and Amari is what they need. Yeah, I am uh, we won't the know. Cowboys. Okay. Doubly taking the Cowboys if Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this man, they're like, oh, you're, you're gonna you're gonna bench my guy Trevor. I will pick against you. Trevor, I think it's gonna be a close. It's gonna be a close game. Taysom, I think they're going to lose. Well, moving on to the Sunday slate. Um, oh, wait, who'd you pick? 
we all picked the Cowboys, right? Real quick, can we can can someone enlighten the viewers as to what our records are through two weeks here of picking games on the podcast? <sighs> What? Okay, so Ian, our our leader at fourteen and sixteen, very clearly the best in the group at picking football games. Big brain knows knows what he's doing. Listen to him, fourteen and sixteen. Then you have uh, me at thirteen and seventeen, and at the very bottom, who's just you know not not very good in my opinion. Emmanuel with twelve and eighteen. Um, I need to, uh... I, I figured out the strategy. I need to stop picking the Jaguars because I want Trevor to have a good game. The bottom line is you probably shouldn't listen. Just fade us. Pick the pretty opposite. Much. Yeah, pretty much. E-Man, this is the week. They're playing Matthew Stafford. They're going to win. No, no that's, what, that's what you're going to pick the week. Matthew Stafford. I'm not. <laughs> but um, So, yeah, we all picked the Cowboys. It feels like a Saints victory to me. Oh, for sure. Taysom's going to come out as a starter. They're going to pass the ball maybe 15 times and run for, like, three touchdowns. Is Kamara okay? What's the deal with him? Uh, That's a good question. I feel like he's more hurt than they're letting on because every week they're like, yeah, yeah, he's fine, and then he doesn't play. Well, moving on to the 1 o'clock games, we have the Colts playing the Texans in Houston. Um, I'm assuming we're all picking the Colts here. Yeah, and if the Texans win, the Colts season might be over. Pretty much. I, I mean, I could see it happening because. Well, I could see anything happening. Yeah, yeah. All right, Vikings at the Lions, the O and ten Lions, and one. I'm gonna. I'm going to take the Vikings on another last-second field goal. I, too, will take the Vikings. Just really, really put that dagger in a little deeper into Dan's chest. Yeah, just, I, again, we say this every week. I'd love to see the Lions get their win because they're running out of chances, but no, I will, I will take the Vikings. The New York Giants in Miami against the Dolphins. That's going to be the Dolphins. Dolphins coming. It's going to be six and seven. Dolphin time. I really think the Giants have a shot, but I can't pick against the Dolphins again and be wrong again. So I'm going to pick the Dolphins and watch them lose to the Giants. <laughs> I will take the Dolphins, and then this will be the week, the week we all pick them finally. This will be the week that they lose. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons, which is somehow a more important game at this point in the season than I would have ever expected. I'm going to take the Bucs because the Falcons are the ultimate good-bad team. They play really well against bad teams, and they just get absolutely shellacked by anyone that's any any level of decent. So. Feels like it could be like a 31-7 Buccaneers win. Sounds about right. That does sound about right. I'm going to take the Bucks as well. Yep, take Bucks. The Philadelphia Eagles playing at the New York Jets. Oh boy. Oh man. Oh man. 
I, I think it was NFC East chaos game, so the Eagles should be fine. But I will uh, say, uh, their uh, Hurts is hurt apparently. Um, oh. They might start Gardner in this game, which I don't know if I prefer to see Gardner or Hurts at this point. But I will take the Eagles. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Eagles. I think Giants beating them was. Um, bit of randomness. So, I want to take the Jets. I want. I want to take the Jets real bad. But I'm just can't. Can't. Pick the Eagles. That's all three of us. All of a sudden, the Jets are getting a big win here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the Eagles, but. I like. I'm really fifty-fifty on this game. The Jets could could win this game. Oh, I, I hope. I hope you're right in the Zach's breakout game. All right. Next, we have the Chicago Bears playing host to the Arizona Cardinals. I'm assuming we're all taking the Cardinals. Oh, you do not know how badly I want to take the Bears, but I'm taking the Cardinals. I will take the Cardinals. I would. I, it's been weeks since we've seen Kyler Murray, but finally, coming off the bye, he should play this game. And DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I'd love to see the Bears win that game, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Dude, we, I think they that the Cardinals would win this game if Colt McCoy played. We have the Los Angeles Chargers at the Cincinnati Bengals, which is a massive game. I don't know how this is at 1 o'clock. I'm taking the Chargers solely because that's what I want to happen. Do I think it's going to happen? No, the Bengals are going to win, but I'm going to take the Chargers because that's what I want to happen. Emmanuel? I will take the Chargers in a wild game where Justin Herbert throws for like 400 yards. Yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game, but Joe Mixon did run it down the Steelers' throats last week, and the Chargers' running defense is hot garbage, so I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals. I can tell you what's going to happen. They're going to run for 400 yards, and they're going to blow out the Chargers while the Ravens lose to the Steelers in some sort of hell game. (laughs) Well, well, why don't we go to that one? Uh, Because we finished the 1 o'clock games. 425 on Sunday, the Baltimore Ravens head to Pittsburgh to play their arch nemesis, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to take uh, the Ravens to win here because they should. Does that mean they're going to? Probably not, but they should. Steelers have played poorly the last couple of games. Ben is banged up and not playing well. The Ravens' defense has looked better. Hopefully Lamar can get back into shape here. TJ Watt probably isn't playing because he has COVID. Despite all that, do I feel confident about this pick? No. But statistically, should they win? Sure. But statistics have lied about this team all year. It's a great, great break. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I, too, am going to take the Ravens. I am curious to see in which chaotic fashion they managed to pull victory from the jaws of defeat this week. I am going to surprise you all here. I will take the Ravens 
in a surprising comfortable game where Ian can just chill no. relax. They <laughs> win done, by done, like no. they win by like fifteen because Ben can barely make a throw There's and no half way. their defense is injured. I'd like to remind you that There's all no three way. of us are on the Ravens now. Oh no. How could you guys do this to me? Fun fun fact, the only game where we have different picks so far is the Chargers Bengals. How could you guys do this to me? Well, let's... The, the, Deontay Johnson is going to be running down the field wide open for a touchdown at some point during this game. Will Ben the be only, able to get the only ball thing. to him, though? The Actually, only thing. More likely it's Claypool because you hate Claypool and he's their deep receiver. The only thing is I won't be able to watch this game because I'll be on vacation. So maybe it'll be a comfortable game because I'm not watching. Oh, you see, I kind of, I'm psychic. I figured this out. All right, we have the Washington football team, five and six at Las Vegas, going to the black hole against the six and five Raiders. Hmm. Um, I'm going to take Washington. I think they're hot and they're playing well. I don't think, I think the Raiders won kind of a fluky game. And I think this is kind of like the, the death knell game for the the Raiders. I, too, am going to take the Raiders, even though um, an NFC team has never beaten an AFC team when you needed them to. Um, you mean you're going to take Washington? You said, you said you're going to take the Raiders. Or, yes, I'm going to take Washington. Sorry. Um, I was hoping you guys would pick the Raiders so we'd be on opposite sides here. What are you taking, Emmanuel? I will take the Raiders just to be different. Because I'm an idiot and my that my numbers will go down. Okay, so we're split here. Somebody's gonna get a W. That's good. Um, the Raiders. The Raiders. We already did the Ravens, Steelers, um, 49ers, Seahawks, San Francisco at Seattle. These games are usually fun. They're usually super wacky, which means I could see Seattle winning a stupid game. But I'm gonna take the 49ers. I think they've really like figured out what they want to do and they're going to start stacking some wins I would like to take the Seahawks but I can't fade the 49ers and miss again this is the same with the Dolphins um, so I'm going to take this, the 49ers but I hope it lives up to the usual 49ers Seahawks game which I have a feeling it might not based on the way they've played this year Continue to pick against Seattle until the great healer of our time <laughs> looks like himself again, and also because our pick from them continues to go up the standings. So I will continue to take against them. I will take the uh, 49ers. Sunday night, the Denver Broncos go to Kansas City to play the Chiefs in a, another really massive game that I wouldn't have expected to be this big at this point in the season. Um,. What do you guys think? They actually flexed this game, apparently. Mm-hmm. This is the first yeah. flex and then I came. It was uh, 49ers Seahawks before. Oh, well, that's a, good, that's a good decision. They probably should have flexed Chargers Bengals, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. I, I mean, I, I, I hyped up the Broncos earlier, but I just think in, in Arrowhead, like, the Chiefs are going to win the game. Yeah, I want. I want to take the Broncos because I, 
I feel like they're better than people expect, and that was a big win last week. But I also think this is time for Kansas City. Or I've said, you know, this is time for Kansas City's back, and uh, I will be proven wrong if the Broncos win. So, If the Broncos win, they're in first place in the division, by the way. Imagine the chaos. That would be nuts. I will say the uh, the Chiefs won't cover because they never do, but they will win this game. Yeah, I don't think they're going to cover either, especially against Teddy Bridgewater away and if the line stays that many points. but So we're all on the Chiefs. Uh, yes. Monday night, massive, massive game. New England Patriots at Buffalo. Just huge game in the AFC and the AFC East. Mac Jones taking the Patriots. I think the Bills are in some sort of weird, weird, like, mind dimension. They just forgot to play offense, and I think Belichick is going to just run circles around them, and they're going to score 10 points and lose 24-10. I picked against the Patriots last week, um, not knowing the Titans had no wide receivers, which (laughs) I don't know if that would have helped, but I'm not counting... I'm not counting that in my my head, so I'm going to pick against the Patriots again and take the Bills. Um, I feel like with the home field advantage, they should, you know, win one of these games against the Patriots. This is the one that they have a better chance at. So, give me the Bills. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I feel. I feel like they will win one of these, at least one of these two games versus the Patriots here towards the end. And since they're at home here, I'll take them. Um, finding some way to uh, get Mac Jones to throw some interceptions and winning this game. A Bill's going to win this game, but it ain't the team. That's all I'm saying. Not going to be the team. Well, it should be an exciting week. And as we say every week, maybe we'll know something after this week. We won't. I feel like we're starting to figure it out. Like... Well, in the AFC, at least, I still feel like we're starting to figure it out. The NFC, I don't know, man. I thought the Broncos were going to lose and the Raiders were going to lose, and that was going to be like, oh, well, those two teams are probably done now, and they both won. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it would be – what we need this week is we need the Steelers to lose. We need – the Chargers to – I don't want the Chargers to lose, but if the Chargers lose, we can start being like, okay, the Chargers – aren't looking good. Steelers are under 500. The Browns have a bye because, of course, they do. A huge win for the Browns with that bye. Maybe that they can actually get a little bit healthy before the end of the season. Next game against the Ravens. That, too. That schedule still makes no sense. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. Okay, well, um, you know, Actually, wasn't too many good games this week, but you know, we still have a lot. Six six weeks left, or six games left. I feel like seven weeks left actually. So we got still got plenty of time, plenty of interesting matchups coming up, and I think the last couple of weeks of the season are going to be very very interesting. But that's all from us. Unless you guys have anything else. You want to want to bring up? We want to do Carter Soccer Corner for the last minute of the podcast. Levin Dusky robbed. 
That's all I have to I say. Think they, I think they gave Messi that award more as like a career achievement award than an actual. How many times are they going to give it to him as a career achievement award? Like, congrats, you won Argentina some games. Good job, buddy. Probably get it next year, too. At least one more. But that's all from us. Thank you guys for watching. Sorry for probably some weird audio quality during this week's podcast because my internet went out in literally the middle of a recording. But please subscribe to the channel if you're watching this on youtube if sometime in the future you're watching this on sorry listening to this on spotify then you know hit that follow button i don't really know how that works and just you know thank you guys for listening as always i'm in with for carter and emmanuel hopefully the ravens win this week you know i'll even throw everybody a bone hopefully the packers win this week too and the jets do you want the jets to win or lose this week emmanuel i, I just want zach to look like an actual quarterback well, the Packers Hopefully. are winning this week because they get a rest. Oh, they're not by. Oh, true, true. They already won. There you go. Nice. Good win. Hell yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Zach looks good. Um, but for the both of them, I've been your host, Ian. Even though Carter did some hosting duties, so thank you for that as well. Um, and thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>